you know, I can't tell you how many people have warned us that the next one, the next bubble to burst is commercial real estate. Charlie Munger, who's, who's Warren Buffett's partner, was saying this at their annual meeting a few weeks ago. Then Jamie Dimon, just recently, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, said that's the next thing to watch out for. Clark, Clark Briner is the founder and principal of a Dallas-based commercial a company that invests in commercial real estate, Revere Capital, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So what about all these guys? <laughs> what about the commercial real estate market? you still bullish on commercial real estate? You, you know, I am. I'm not one to challenge Charlie Munger or Jamie Dimon, but also counter that uh, you know real estate is a, a local business. And Dallas and Texas in specific uh, look pretty good for the, the runway going forward. You know, I was looking at the projects that you have going through your website. You've got projects that you've funded in Nashville and Aspen, Colorado and Arizona and Connecticut and Illinois and Michigan and California. It's a great idea is to, you know, to spread it around. But are all those good markets now? Generally, we, you know, real estate is, is a great business, but you look at the key fundamentals and you look at economic growth, you look at population growth, you look at diversification of the industries and jobs in those markets. And that's generally how we select the markets we, we invest in. And do you stay with those same markets or do they kind of come and come and go? It comes and goes. It's not, you know, we're, we're steering the, the battleship here, the aircraft carrier, not a speedboat. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nashville, Dallas, Austin, those have been great markets for, you know, a decade or more. And so we do move, but it's not a, a quick movement. We're, we're following job growth. We're following population growth. You provide what really is sort of, I guess, considered non-traditional lending. If, if banks are traditional lenders. And a lot of these guys are not in a position to do the lending they used to, or they've gotten gun shy. Are you finding more business coming your way? Definitely. The banks have pulled back. You know, the banks are pretty well lent up, and the Fed has given uh, feedback that they're going to be looking for the banks that are a little heavier in real estate and start regulating them a little heavier. We're a bridge lender, so we really look for shorter duration value-add opportunities helping real estate professionals buy an asset, increase the value, and then they take it out to the banks, CMBS, and insurance markets for more permanent financing. So this is, what, three to five years or something? That's... No, we're, we're shorter than that. Uh, we'll go as short as six months and usually up to 24 to 36 months. We want to help an individual buy, let's say, a multifamily property, uh, improve it, you know, put in new paint, carpet, kitchens, roofs, increase the NOI or the rents over 12 to 18 months, and then refinance us out with cheaper, more permanent capital. You know, one thing that we've heard really from everybody is that the office commercial real estate market is just weak and not expected to get a whole lot better anytime soon. The multifamily maybe is all right, and, and, and mixed-use retail is pretty good, but not the office buildings. Do you, do you finance office buildings? We do finance offices, but the market and the information you've been told is correct. Uh, the market sector is going to have some problems, but again, I'm going to go back to it, it is a targeted, localized business. Uh, you look at office space in, let's say, a New York City versus a Dallas, Texas. Um, Dallas office is holding up relatively well. Well, there are going to be some winners and losers, and there are, you know, A class versus C class office is going to fare differently. 
your A-class office in Dallas is faring, faring quite well, where maybe your C-class office in Manhattan is not doing well at all. And, and the raw land development, I noticed you were refinancing uh, a big parcel of land in Justin, Texas. I mean, that was sort of that and Salina were sort of considered the ends of the earth at one point in time. That's not true anymore. No, I'm with you. When I grew up, that was where you went out and hunted, and it was out there. Now it's uh, the population center is moving that direction. And, you know, I keep going back to you just look at the underlying fundamentals of where the growth is, and that's where we want to invest. And we do like the land business. You have to understand that's a longer hold period, and you might have to weather economic cycles. Uh, you know, I was telling someone the other day, we made some loans up in Frisco and 2006, seven, and eight that we ended up having for, you know, a lot longer hold period, but we did quite well over time. You you got to have deep pockets and, and, and patience to, to do that. So tell me about the structure of a Revere Capital. You're raising money from, from whom? Individuals, family offices, what? Yeah, so we're blessed to have a good, loyal, and longstanding investor base that's, you know, diversified across institutions, uh, family offices, and even the wealth management space. And then what what sort of turn? I mean, do you expect, do you have finite investment periods or are they perpetual? So, you know, our investors usually look at us as a fixed income alternative. They're looking for the cash yields that we're able to generate. And people invest with us for one year, two years, or even up to 10, 12, 15 years. It's really their choice. You know, uh, there it, opportunity comes all from all sorts of places and considering what commercial real estate may be going through in some parts of the country, there may be some opportunities. I remember Bum Bright, who who was a real estate investor here from years and years ago, and you're smiling and nodding, but do you remember he had vulture fund number one and vulture fund number two that were put together to go in and swoop up properties that others had to walk away from. Are there going to be opportunities like that? You know, there is in every cycle. I think Rothschild said it several hundred years ago. You know, you, you make your money when the cannonballs are falling in the harbor, not when the, the fat lady's singing the opera. <laughs> so it's there's an opportunity in every market. You just have to be thoughtful and you have to be in our business. You're really looking at the exit and the downside or risk mitigation. And you don't enter into an investment that only has one exit or one opportunity. You're looking for multiple exits and multiple opportunities to add value. Well, and I guess you're putting a portfolio together that's that's diversified. It's not going to be all hotels or something. That is correct. We're invested across all asset classes and in about 15, 16 different states at this moment. You know, we, we, we look, we, we choose by what we discussed already, economic growth, population growth. We also look at the jurisdictional risks. Um, what does it take to get in and out of an investment what does the government uh, allow you to? How do you, how do they allow you enforce your mortgages and your loans? So it's just us talking right now. I understand. So is there one area that you wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole, geographic or part of the real estate market that you wouldn't touch? Uh, am I on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there are a few other people listening. <laughs> No, I mean, generally, you need to just be cognizant of we're on the debt side. So we, we make loans, first, second lien loans, as well as some mezzanine investment. And you have to be very cautious and thoughtful of how do you enforce those loans? 
And, you know, you look at uh, one that always tries to stay as far away from politics as possible. But the redder the state, typically the better the place is to invest. Uh, the bluer the state, it's oftentimes more difficult. And I'll give you this a real life example. Uh, you make investments in Texas. Uh, you have the ability to enforce your mortgage in a 30 to 60 day period. You go to, let's say, maybe New Jersey, and it's going to take you two to three years. And during that two to three years, your borrower is going to be occupying the property and using it, and you're going to be paying for it. So you got to be thoughtful about where you invest. Actually, that's a good that's a good ending point and good advice. Clark Briner's the founder and principal of Dallas-based Revere Capital. It's good to spend some time with you. Thank you, sir. David, thank you. It's been great talking to you today. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.